Oh, God, where... Where am I? Logan. Uh, Logan, is that you? Uh, Dustin? Dude, dude. Where are you? Where I, are you? I'm... Look at your screen in front of you. I can see you. Oh, my God. Dustin. What the fuck is where going on, dude? I don't know. Where are we? I'm I'm chained up. I got a chain around my foot. So do I, man. Where the hell are we? I don't know. I just, I just woke up here. I would like to start a podcast. What? A, a what? I would like to start a podcast. I've been watching you, too. I want you to create a new podcast for me. Well... We're already we're kind of rebooting, like, a like right in the middle show. of a relaunch. Yeah, we've been trying to like get our old show going again under under a new name. It took a really long time, man. I, yeah, it's yeah, I stuff kind of kept us from getting to it. We're trying to get to it now, but now we're kidnapped in this this room. There's slow acting poison in your veins. You have an hour and a half to come up with a new podcast for me. Otherwise, these rooms become your tombs. What? Well, I mean. I can just pitch you a podcast right now, I guess. Let's just think of one off the top of the head. What's uh um um like a uh, like um, a podcast about wrestling, but in, in, instead of it being talking about wrestling, you actually just wrestle somebody and release the audio. That's not good. That's okay. Um um, gardening, gardening, where you podcast while you're gardening. Ooh, okay. So it's like it's both like a gardening tips, but also ASMR kind of thing because yeah. you'll hear like kind of. The, I like that one actually. Okay, that's not bad. Actually, TM, we're keeping that one. <laughs> All right, never mind. Keep going, then. You have 90 minutes. Good luck. Oh. Shoot. Um, All right. So, uh, what have you been watching lately? Ooh, a lot, actually. Welcome to Film Pub. It's a show where we talk about movies and other uh, audiovisual me- <laughs> mediums, <laughs> and we have drinks while we do it, beer and liquor and otherwise. What's otherwise? I don't know. In the old show, we did kombucha, but um, sky is the limit. Yeah. Uh, my name is Logan Nielsen, and joining me, as always, is my co-host. And I guess, are you still the brewmaster? Should we still do that? Are you still the the resident brewmaster? I feel like I kind of am. Well, then, Let's resident brew, brewmaster, Dustin Pixley. Hi, Dustin. Hi, Logan. How are you, my friend? I'm good, man. I'm excited. Yeah, dude, we're, we're, we're launching this shit. We're, 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 finally, we're finally there. Finally relaunching the new show. Uh, so it, I mean, if you, if you're listening to this show, you're already on our podcast feed. So you see the old show there, Sharktoberfest. This is basically the same thing, uh, but a new name, a new name that's, uh, you know, easier to promote, uh, just maybe easier know, just to explain to your friends. Easy, <laughs> yes. Yes. It's, uh, you know, in, in Hollywood, you know, since we're talking about movies, uh, in Hollywood, there's a thing called the elevator pitch. You know, of how can you pitch a movie in just the time of an elevator ride? That's why they call it that. You know, you may only have an elevator ride with somebody to pitch a movie. So you got to have it down in like two sentences. Sharktoberfest did not have that. No, you would have had to have been in the Chrysler building going from the ground floor to the top. Oh, yeah. Still probably you, wouldn't have got it all in, though. Yeah, you'd still maybe have to hit the the, the fire <laughs> yeah, you'd alarm. To, you'd have to, to just bail the, out and hit the stop button. Hold the elevator in place. Yeah, that was the only way to really uh, uh, tell someone quickly about Sharktoberfest. But this is film pub. It's got film in it. It's got pub in it. That's about booze. I feel like it's it's a little 
a little easier, makes a little more sense. But otherwise, we're basically doing the same show. Yes. And for this first episode, we are actually... I know it's weird that our it's we're getting close to the holidays. <laughs> so why why wouldn't we pick this movie, right? <laughs> and we're watching Saw, the first one from 2004. Uh, but we're doing that. We kind of decided that'd be a fun first episode because that's the first movie you and I ever watched together. Yes, we went to theaters even. We went to the theater and saw this in high school. It was like you and I had just started becoming friends, I think, right? And then we both kind of like, hey, have you ever the Saw movie? And then. And it was, it was like it was super obscure back then. I mean, there was barely any it was. any trailer. There yeah. wasn't even much buzz around it. We just uh, no, we're weirdos. Well, remember, we had to go. We had to go to the go old see theater. It. Yeah, we, yeah, we had to go to Cinema Five because in in Mason City at the time there was two movie theaters. There was Cinema West, which was the nice newer one that showed good movies and had like nice you know auditorium seating and stuff like that. And then you went to the mall, the old <laughs> mall that was falling apart. And there and was it was called Cinema Five. It's a movie theater, and just like you would expect it to be. Yeah, just yeah. kind of dingy and ratty. I mean, I remember going there several times, and the the aspect ratio of the movie was not correct. No. <laughs> like they had they had it matted wrong. It was it, it was also the charm of that theater though. But that's where like the weird ones went, you know, quote unquote. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. The not because that was also where yeah. that was also where we saw Devil's Rejects because it wasn't showing at the good one either. I remember seeing. I also saw a uh, uh, Broken Lizards Club Dread at uh, perfect. Yeah, but uh, so we decided that would be our our first movie that we're gonna do is is Saw. Well, we um, talked about we, that even when we were still doing Sharktoberfest. We talked about that a long time ago. We wanted yeah. to do like let's do the the ones we saw in high school and like how do they hold up? Do they hold up? Right. You know what do we think about them? So I was it was the perfect thing for the reboot, really. Oh, absolutely! And this it was it was actually fun rewatching this because I had I'd forgotten a lot about it. I remember the story, but I just kind of forgot about like the look and the feel of it and all that stuff. So I'm excited uh, to talk about that. Uh, but before we get into it. Uh, what have you been watching recently? You watch anything cool I recently? I did just watch uh, Bob Odenkirk's Nobody. Oh, I have not seen that yet. It's it's fine. It's it's basically just yeah. Bob Odenkirk being Bob Odenkirk, but then kicking the shit out of people. Yeah, and then he just kills a bunch of guys. Yeah, pretty much. But it was still it was I mean. fun. I mean, I enjoyed it. It's a it, you know it's a good way to kill an hour and a half. There you go. Um, I recently watched. This is a, a I think a week after or a couple weeks after it left HBO Max now. Um, but I, Dune, I watched on HBO Max and that was, that was I, a, yeah, a treat. I literally went to watch it like Saturday, it like the, right before we talked about it, it was gone. I was just like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I watched it, uh, that, that, that might be my movie of the year. We'll I've heard see, good things. I, I heard they really did a good job with it. I really enjoyed it. It was really good. Yeah. I heard they, um, they told the story really, really well for how much you have to pack in with that book. Yeah, yeah, I think they, I think they, find, and I, I never really knew anything about Dune. I'm not like a Dune fan. I never read the books. I never even saw the David Lynch movie. I just knew, I just knew things, just like references, you know, through kind of pop culture osmosis. But uh, no, I, I just really liked it. I, feel, I, I could even tell. I'm like, oh, this feels streamlined, even though it was long. It was like two and a half hours long. But I could have, I could have immediately watched three more hours. Like I really enjoyed it. It was that kind of thing of like, oh, I want part two right now. Yeah, it's always nice when you watch a movie like that. Or read a book where you just don't want it to end. Yeah. Yeah. I also watched that. I just finished that. I watched that big-ass uh, Beatles documentary they put out. Oh, I, we're going to get to that. The, is that pretty, get pretty dope? I mean, it's good, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, I was also, you know, just kind of the last couple of days. Didn't have a lot going on. It was 
kind of under the weather and stuff too so i was like fuck it i'll just watch this because i watched all of it in like two days because it's like six hours Ooh. you know because it's it's three parts and each one is like two and a half to three hours long um it might even be more than six maybe like seven or eight but um it, it's cool i mean i'm not like a massive beatles fan i like them because like who doesn't just at least like the beatles um right but it's 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 fun watching their process because i really enjoyed that on hulu they did that mccartney three two one where he just kind of talks about his career. That was really fun because it's just him talking about songwriting, which I liked. This was fun that way, too, of just watching them play. Like and it's also like the process, and yeah, that would be yeah. kind of cool. Well, and you've always heard about them making that last album. The story is always like they hated each other. They were like breaking up and pissed off at each other at that point. It's like they actually are having a lot of fun doing it. Like there's some disagreements, but it's actually way overblown actually, from what people yeah, said yeah it's actually mostly joyful i think i think in retrospect like the year after when they were promoting the film that was made out of that was when the band fell apart and they started really resenting each other and oh. so i think they i think they kind of look back on it and just feel like that all sucks hollywood it'll do that to you right right showbiz oh we Got haven't to. even gotten to our drink yet what oh, are we doing my goodness all right we're out of practice. We're out of practice. We've been trying to make this happen, but uh, you, it turns out, guys, trying to reboot a podcast during cold and flu season during an ongoing pandemic—terrible idea. Is difficult. Yeah, we've both we've been sick, uh, kind of out of sync a little I, bit. Yeah, we really did not do that well at all. No. Uh, what are we drinking today, Herr Brewmeister? We are doing a hot toddy. Being that it is cold and flu season. Cold and flu season. We want something, you know, because I'm still getting over a cold. Um, I don't know if you want to reveal this, but you're oh, we can you're getting we can throw some inside juice at them. Okay, let's spill some inside juice. Uh, you're you're well, you're you're no longer infected, but you're getting over COVID. I'm recovering from COVID. Yeah, I fell victim. So, so you can't really taste a lot of things still. Not really, no, or smell. It's a very bizarre experience. I bet, because we were talking about it, and you're just like, I can't really taste beer right now. I'm like, mm, well, okay, I'm not sure what we should do. <laughs> yeah, it made uh, a difficult choice, but I can kind of taste this, I think. Yeah, well, you, yeah, because you said you can kind of taste sweet still. I'm like, I actually just had one of these the other night um, at, at Jess's recommendation, my my girlfriend, uh, and it's got it's got some lemon, it's got some honey in it, and whiskey. I don't, I, yeah, ice for a hot toddy. Um, I don't know what what uh, recipe you followed. Oh, I followed the um, one you sent me, my man. So we are drinking the same one. There you go. But it, yeah, so you do you do some hot water. You do. I did. I did. I kind of did a double because it's a big mug. But so I did two shots of whiskey. I did my my Jameson Black Barrel because you know it's that's my jam. Um, and then you do some lemon juice, and then you do some honey, and then uh, we went we went all out. We, you and me. Oh, we did. Because we Cause did. We it bought says cinnamon sticks. Yes. It says optional. Cinnamon stick and like a, a you know a lemon slice. Is it really? Garnished. Is it really an option though? You know, I I actually I like the cinnamon taste to it. I didn't do it the other night. Now having the cinnamon, I enjoy. That, it. Yeah, that's right. Mm. No, this is this is hitting me nicely. This is actually exactly what I needed. This drink though, just today. it just screams to me. It's like this is the drink of an alcoholic who has a cold. Oh, for sure. You know, and that's why I had it. Dude. Yeah, he's just like, man, I'm not feeling good, but I still got a drink. I mean, that is kind of what I did. Uh, <laughs> I didn't need a drink, but I was kind of like, I just want a drink, but I want something warm. And, and then Jess mentioned a hot toddy. I'm like, oh, okay, that could be nice. See, I've always you know? heard of them. I've never had one before. This is my first ever. I've, I've had them before, but it's it's been a minute. And this is, you know, this is the most all out I think I've gone with them. But then you do some honey in it, too. The honey really makes it for me. I had to up my honey. I had to, I had to squirt some extra, some extra bee juice in there. <laughs> 
peach juice. I like that. <laughs> to sweeten her up. We're using that if we ever have honey in anything again. Mm-hmm. But I like this. This is, this is hitting me well. Oh, well, yeah, man. I don't know. Any other business before we before we get to the the deal? The feature presentation? No, man. Let's let's do this shit. And now, your feature presentation. Hello, madam. Dr. Gordon. I want to play a game. The jigsaw killer. Technically speaking, he's not really a murderer. He never killed anyone. Dr. Gordon, your aim in this game is to kill Adam. He finds ways for his victims to kill themselves. Let the game begin. All right. Saw. Saw. 2004. The first one. Before they made however many more. Nine? God, I don't <laughs> like, even know at this point. What are the, What are they up to now? Wasn't the... Because that new one with Chris Rock just came out, Spiral. Yeah, wasn't that like uh, the eighth one? Oh, no, no. Okay, I remember. Because that's that's actually the ninth one. Because they, they're in talks of doing another one. More connected to but, the franchise, I'm assuming. Yeah, but they were like, that would be Saw X. That'd be the 10th one if uh, they did okay. it. But I also read a thing, a trivia of like the director who's done a few of them being like, well, technically Jig, you know, uh, uh, Jigsaw or Spiral, the, the, the st- what is it? Spiral? Spiral. A Jigsaw yep. story? No, it's just Spiral. No, fr- it's Spiral from the book of Saw. There you go. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I'm, like, yeah. I'm like, it had a stupid subtitle. That's right. But he was like, technically Spiral's not connected so that technically the next one wouldn't be the 10th one it's like oh you can't you can't get heady about these at all no 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 you can't with your torture porn stop you know no 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 yeah 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 and i that torture porn thing that you mentioned this kind of started that this is what really because it was this and like hostile came out at the same time and that kind of was the little genre there for a little bit of just like hey it is like watching yeah it's a subgenre of torture movies yeah it was for a little bit. It's kind of gone away, but it was it was the the deal for a little bit. It was because it was mo- it was it was like a because you can kind of loop Final Destination into that with the the gruesome deaths. It was more like how can we show people die yeah. in a gross way. That's true. That was kind of part of it too. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I have my um. I watched it on this. I don't know if you can see. It's my my clear case copy, bro. You know I have Saw. one of those as well. Uh, is yours in glorious full screen? Oh, I don't know. I, I didn't look to see. I probably went wide though. I was a real widescreen whore back in the day. I always was too, but I, I was like, I literally took a box and I was like, oh, this is full screen. I actually kind of liked watching it in full screen because having it in four three made it kind of more claustrophobic, that's, which I kind of liked. True, actually. actually, that probably would have been a little better. Yeah. Like normally, I'm I'm pretty you know uh, picky about that, but I was like, oh, this movie kind of actually works in full screen, you know. And it's also you know it's not a super fancy movie, so you know everything's centered that you need to look at. You know nothing. They're not doing a widescreen. You got to use. No, no. You know, I don't think this is. I don't think the goal was to come up with uh, really creative shots in this movie. No, this isn't a fucking David Lean movie where you're looking at a landscape or anything. This is like, no, nah, here you go. Here's Carrie Elwes. Look, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look at him. But yeah, my uh, my my clear case DVD, which uh, I love the the actual DVD itself, um, looks like a little saw blade. A little little circular saw, and it's got a foot on it, because that's what this movie's basically marketed on. It's like this is the movie where a guy cuts his own foot off. Like that was the whole. Sorry, spoiler, but yeah, I really. Well, if you haven't seen it by now, I don't know. And if you listen yeah. to this podcast, that's kind of strange. Right. Yeah. So I guess your uh, what's your 
base review. What was what was it like revisiting Saw for you, my friend? I still enjoyed it for the most part. Yeah, I kind of yeah. saw some more of the cracks than I from when the first time I watched it. Oh, but oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, for sure. Now that we're a little more movie savvy these days, but I mean, for the most part, I did enjoy it. Maybe it was some of the nostalgia factor, but yeah. Overall, I can see why it was so popular. I guess. Oh yeah, why like why it was this little movie that could all of a sudden and 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 why it became a franchise because like even in the movie, they're just kind of like I don't know. Here's just a bunch of ideas for like traps that we'll just throw in and be. I'm like, oh yeah, right there. That's immediately like a franchisable thing, of like oh where it's this. Yeah, well that and just the the creepy guy, and your main character is just really easy to take this and make sequels like. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, it, and, and they uh, left it wide open too. One hundred percent, and and I agree with you too. Like I think you you nailed it actually. Where it's like I I enjoyed it too. I had fun revisiting it, watching it this time. I'm like I'm like oh this movie does kind of suck, but <laughs> yeah, <if> you, <laughs> but like when you really think about it, but yeah, you still like it. It's but it's, it was like a perfect like two kids in high school going to a weird movie, and then no one knew about. It. We were the only ones in our school who saw it. Oh, absolutely, for a long time, no one had even heard of it. And then by the next year, people started being like, "Dude, have you seen this?" Like, I went and saw Saw Two. Have you heard of that franchise? I'm like, yeah, we were telling you about that last year. You know? Oh no, it became a Halloween tradition for a lot of people. Oh yeah. Well, they they literally the Saw Two came out the next year. Yeah. They just started pumping them out immediately once this one did pretty well, and I think it did even like did well in theaters, and then I think good in DVD sales too. And it's like, that used to be a thing where if a movie did good on DVD sales. <laughs> <laughs> it did too. Uh, look at Tremors. It was worth making another one. But yeah, I don't know. I, I just, uh, to, to me, it was really, um, it was like quaint. It gave me this little like, I love anything that's got like a little like, we're going to put on a show. Yeah. Like I like, and that's that's how this movie felt. It felt like, uh, you know, hey, we just got to shoot. We have this idea. It's a real basic idea. You know, we're gonna. It's it feels very like film student y, but like you know, just with more budget and bigger actors in it. And I don't know, I I, I kind of it just had this charm to it. It's got this kind of this low budget charm that I I you start losing as the you know the other ones started getting made. Oh you know? yeah, because they had more. They not only had a little more budget, but also were a little more sleek. They could crank them out. You know, they were kind of a little more. You know, on a on a what what am I looking for? Like a, a, a assembly you know, line or uh, that's the fucking term I was looking for. Thank you. Yes, sir. I was going to be like factory belt thing. You, know? <laughs> you should have went with that. That would have been better. You know, like Lucy when she was eating all the chocolates, but instead it's body parts. Like, yeah, I didn't. Uh, she stuffed a hand down her shirt. <laughs> now I'm just imagining her and like the manager comes in. <laughs> And she is just covered in blood, and there's and there's body parts poking out from under her apron and like hat. <laughs> oh, that's morbid. That's a that's some fan art I want. Too bad we don't have fans, huh? Uh, <laughs> some someday, someday. Well, let's uh, let's get into the movie, I guess. Uh, plot wise, it's I mean it's it's both it's weird because it's, it's, both, it's both simple yet trying to be complicated yes. yes right you 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 yes you nailed it it's like it's simple but convoluted yeah it's like they but really they, all they want all this stuff there but really yeah they it's want it to two be guys a heady, in a room yeah they want it to be a heady thinky move but really you have these two guys in this room they don't know why they're there and they're slowly learning why they're there and then you know there's also a cop who's a part of it and it's like how they're connected as all these convoluted things but really Really, it's two guys in a room. Really, it's two guys in a room. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
Yeah, because it starts with uh, uh, Lawrence Gordon, played by uh, Carrie Elwes, and uh, Adam, played by Lee Wannell, who uh, was actually the writer of the movie. Yep. And I think he wrote the first couple, and he's he's executive producer of all of them. And then I think he's also he's a director now because he did that um, the Invisible Man that, that yeah the uh, Elizabeth Moss one, Elizabeth, which I've heard is good. It I is. haven't seen nope, it. Yet. It is good. It's fun. You should check that one out. He did that one. Well, see, I think he did Upgrade that movie too. The, yes, the where the dude gets all the yeah was it Logan Marshall Green is that his name? Oh, I don't Who's know. Who's in it? I did see it. I like that movie as well. So he's doing he's doing good work. Good for him. Do his own thing. Yeah, this movie was directed by James Wan, who's gone on to be a big deal. He did all the Insidious movies, or at least the first couple. Um, then he moved on to Aquaman, so he's kind of getting out of the genre a bit. Oh, or, he did do Aquaman, yeah. didn't he? But he just did that movie, Malignant, which I've heard is some some schlock trash. I didn't see that one. I thought about watching it, but I never I got around to it. I haven't seen it yet, but I, I watched a big review of it that kind of gave away the stuff, and it looks buck wilds. And I'm like, well, now I might want to watch it, because right. it looked... It looked fucking ridiculous, but because he did this, and then he did the Insidious movies that had so so Saw has a, a little puppet in it. Then he did that movie Dead Silence, which has ventriloquist dummies, and then he did the Insidious movies that have dolls in them. And then I think he did The Boy or one. I think he did one. Oh, of did those. he? Was he involved in that? That's what's dude, his, what's this his dude? Deal? Well, well, that's also a spinoff from like the the Insidious movies. Like this dude. This dude loves puppets. He's got a thing for creepy puppets. Oh, is it um not the boy, but the Annabelle? Is that what you're thinking? Yes. Okay. Yes. 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 Okay. There we go. Yes, he did that one. Yeah, that's the spinoff. Yeah. Of Insidious. Yeah. yeah this dude has Annabelle. a. He's got a boner for dolls. Creepy dolls at that. He does. It's weird. But uh, but Lawrence and uh, oh, sorry. I was like, I was trying to decipher my first note here, but my first note says. I forgot this. The opening of the DVD menu is just a bunch of screaming. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wish I would have watched the DVD. <laughs> it does some like little flashing images, and you're just like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I think you hear like a saw blade, and I'm like, well, none of that's really in this. <laughs> but, uh, but Adam wakes up in a bathtub, um, and then he he hears a voice in this dark room. Uh, holy kind of similar to what we're dealing with weird mm, strange huh, huh. Yeah, that's ah. probably nothing no but then uh he sees lawrence gordon played by carrie elwes um who and they both find out that they're chained to a wall i mean yeah that's the setup and then they oh they both find tapes in their pockets that say play me and there's a dead body in the middle of the room that has a tape recorder in his hand so they have to get that i actually really love in the beginning the little bits of like problem solving are actually fun they are it's a, it's a little problematic, though, that they have to do a lot of work. Like a lot, His plan hinges a lot on them figuring out how to solve these little problems. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those things of like the overall jigsaw plot. Well, here, I guess let's just get this out of the way, and I'm sure everyone knows. But the whole point is there's this guy called the Jigsaw Killer that we find out about in flashbacks who traps people in rooms, makes them solve like a life-or-death puzzle, for them to like appreciate life, like they get, they're supposed to learn a lesson out of it, um, and so we slowly find out why these two are in the room, why they're connected to the jigsaw killer, and then should we just? I guess should we just throw the big spoilie out? Yeah, right we away? might as well. I, I feel like it, most people have seen the movie. At the very very end of the movie, it turns out the dead guy in the middle of the room, he's the jigsaw killer, and he stands up, and he's like, "Game over," and does it, it sounds like the Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> 
fatality. But I, I uh, do remember when I first watched it. That was a that was a pretty big twist. I no, had bro, no fucking clue that was gonna happen. Not even an inkling. No, I remember we left this movie being like, holy shit. We were shook. Yeah, we were just like, no, no. We have to I tell know, I just, everyone we see about this, and everyone is just kind of yeah. like, hey, cool. Yep. It was. We were telling everybody about that school. We're just like, this movie saw. It's like, why? There's all these twists and turns, and it's like grimy and cool. And I don't know. I did really enjoy it. And I think because I also I wasn't a horror kid. I didn't really watch a lot of horror. Um, you know, I'd seen some stuff. You you were definitely way more versed than I was at that time. Oh yeah, still are big horror nerd. But over like, here, but. but like, so this is like I think my first like horror movie I ever went to in a theater. I'd seen horror movies, but I think the first one I like went to and paid money to go see. And then it was just this weird, twisty, low-budget movie from fucking nowhere that no one had heard of. Well, yeah, and just being that we were that young and, like, again, we didn't, you know, we liked movies, but we didn't know what really went into them. We're like, I broke them down like we do now, so it really uh, right. was really awesome back then. Well, and this was the era, too, where a lot of, because this is, you know, this is right after, like, Sixth Sense, you know. This is like M. Night Shyamalan heyday, right? Because I remember in this period of time, so many movies were built around having a twist. And I remember that. Like, and we were at that perfect age where it's like, oh, if it, if it just tricked us, it was a good movie. Right. Didn't matter what happened. As long as the ending threw us for a loop, yeah. we were fucking in. Absolutely. Because I remember that movie uh, Basic, the John Travolta, Sam Jackson movie that like they're, yeah, they're yeah, in the, the army. It's, mil- yeah, military one. I remember that. Yeah. And it, it's that's so twisty. And like when I think back on it now, I'm like, ah, that's probably a dumb movie. I bet if we watched it now, we would not enjoy it. I bet if we watched it now. But I remember at the time being like, whoa, that movie is fucking rad. Because it's also one of those movies where like the twist negates everything you saw <laughs> yeah. up to that point. <laughs> And that's a thing I really hate in movies now. But like back then, it was kind of like, oh, you got me. Oh, yeah. You, no, you're willing to let a lot of things go. Absolutely. Back in that time. And even th- this one at least doesn't negate the whole movie by doing it. But like each twist, you kind of get like, man, you got to have a lot of planned out. This is getting, this goes back to that kind of deep blue sea. Like the sharks have to know so much. If you think about it for a second, oh, absolutely, it's no, absurd. This, everything, this movie has everything would have to go right for his little plan to work. Like in the very beginning, yeah. If if he would have found Adam would have found that key, the whole yeah. fucking thing is done. Yeah, because the opening shot is this little like glowing light, like go- going across his face while he's in this bathtub. Then he wakes up. Also. He drugged him and put him in this bathtub of water, so he also had to not make sure drowned. he drugged yeah. him the right amount <laughs> yeah. to not drown him. Right. <laughs> Could you imagine if he just fucking drowned? <laughs> he just gets up and he's like, fuck. And then like and then he just, he, just like, he, he like stands over the tub and he's like, game over. Oh. All sad. <laughs> I done screwed this one up. <laughs> uh, I made an uh-oh. Uh yeah, and then like Lawrence just turns the light on and he's just like, "Hello, <laughs> hello, <laughs> hello." I guess uh, he just takes the saw and drops it. He's like, "Fuck you," because <laughs> that yeah, but oh, so the light though it turns out at the end reveals that that had a key on it. But when Adam wakes up, he pulls the plug in the tub and it, the it, the key goes down the drain, and it's like, "Oh, if he would have just known, that would have been." But Which also is also like, well, also fuck because he's not giving him an opportunity to, to beat the game. So what's his big yeah, vendetta really. against Adam where he's just like, well, fuck this guy. You know, that's a good point. Because so the reveal of Jigsaw, too, as it turns out, he is one of uh, Dr. Gordon's um, patients who's dying of cancer. And so he's become the Jigsaw killer because he, I don't know, got a got a new 
appreciation of life, and so he wants everyone to feel that appreciation too, or whatever. They kind of gloss um, over his story because you learn a lot more in the second movie. So that's like that's true. I'm pulling I'm, I'm a lot of information from the second movie, but true. But I mean, I, even from that first one, I kind of put some of that together right. a little bit, you know. Um, but 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 well, then also it's like, so is he just mad at? Dr. Gordon, just because he's, you know, I, I know he was kind of a detached doctor, but like, I know that, to be that's a, the thing, too. It's like, you hold that much of a vendetta? God yeah. damn, hope I don't fuck your order up at McDonald's, well, bro. <laughs> oh, that, see, now that's a good saw sequel of him just <laughs> punishing people who have slightly inconvenienced him. <laughs> you turned without signaling. <laughs> yeah that's a good point though what is what's his problem with adam why is right, it like he, he hired like, him to take the no no that wasn't he didn't hire him uh, uh danny did no danny glover oh, danny did. glover did that's right yeah. that's right oh okay you know that's now now we're trying to explain it, it is convoluted because <laughs> yeah. danny, danny glover's in this movie he's the cop who in the in the past because a clever thing this movie does that i kind of didn't appreciate when we like first saw it but when i think about it, i'm like oh then he goes, he goes like, oh, I know the Jigsaw Killer, like Carrie Elwes does, and he talks about it. All of those other traps that it shows you are all flashbacks. And I'm like, oh, that's actually kind of smart it to like just start with cool. a killer yeah, who's he, already established. How he plays with time, too. They play with time because they don't really tell us it's all in the past. No, but like when, when he, he starts telling the story of like how he got questioned about it and stuff like that, yeah. and it goes back to like the previous traps. It's like, oh, so this guy's already done traps, so this is the newest one. It is kind of fun. Yeah, like, that was a, a clever way to play with time. I enjoyed yeah, that. Yeah, this this isn't a brand new killer. Like, oh, he's actually a known quantity. Let me tell you about it a little bit. I'm like, oh, that's actually kind of clever. That That's almost like, um, I thought of it, it was kind of like similar to like Freddy Krueger, where it's like, you know, in the first movie, they start discovering it, but like everyone in the town kind of knows of Freddy Krueger. Right. So there's already like this implanted lore in the world about him. Obviously, Freddy Krueger is more, you know, charismatic, has more of a, you know, character to him. Jigsaw doesn't, especially in this one, not so much. He's just this background player. But which like, is kind of kinda... cool, too. I like that they keep him kind of way in the background of this movie. Oh, yeah. But uh, Danny Glover's been searching him. In, in one of the crime scenes, they found... They found... Uh, uh, I'm just going to call him Carrie Elwes, because I realize I'm going Dr. Gordon, Lawrence Gordon, and Carrie Elwes. Carrie Elwes, the actor. Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Um, they find his... Oh, they find a pen of his at a crime scene. And so they question him, and he's got an alibi, and he's cleared. But then I love that Danny Glover's just like, no, he's the jigsaw (laughs) Right, He won't let it go, yeah. (laughs) Just is certain about it. And at one point, they chase a lead, some sort of absurd lead where they zoom in on something. Yeah, he's obsessively watching uh, one of Jigsaw's videos. Yeah, and they see like a reflection of a building. Or no, they hear something. They hear something. They hear something. Oh, they hear they hear a fire alarm, yes. and they immediately like give me the give me the fire alarms that happened in the warehouse district or whatever. And they look, there was one at you know eight fifteen last night. Oh, we know exactly where it is. Let's go. And then Which go I also love too. Up. They're like, should we get backup? I'm too old for backup. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they just go, and and that's this is the scene where I'm like, oh, this is the scene that could have broke the movie. And should have really, because this is where they decide to be really horrible cops. Because they find the jigsaw's den, and they go in and they find a guy tied up with like, like drill Drills bits, like his facing neck. his yeah. neck. Yep. And they find all these schematics for plants. I love that too. They find like a little diorama of the the bathroom yeah. that he's building. I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, he makes little models. He makes little crafts. It's he, cute. He makes little models for his traps. It's adorable. 
I forgot about that entirely. And he's like, he's got little dolls. With, I see him just holding. They're chained to the wall, just holding a paintbrush, being like, <laughs> it's super cute. It's adorable. He's just he's he's a little hobbyist, is what he is. Um, but they go there and then they find this guy tied up and then they hear like the elevator, like the freight elevator coming up. And they're like, it's the jigsaw killer. And his partner, uh, played by Ken Ken Lung from uh, Lost, is just like, should we take him down? And Danny Glover's like, no, we don't even know what he looks like. Let's hide. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean what he looks like? You have enough evidence here. <laughs> You're fine. So they throw the well, sheet back over the, the poor yeah. victim. Point your guns at and arrest whoever comes through that door. It doesn't matter. Why are they here? Which also, why would Jigsaw have a victim in his loft? Well, it looked like he was like, like working on a trap. Like it, like <laughs> I don't know that one because he like said something to the guy too. And this thing, there's another thing. I'm like, did Jigsaw have this plan too? Like this guy's here. That's what in I mean. Case just in someone case, yeah. finds me. Yep, that's what I was thinking too. Is like how convenient. Because then he turns the trap on. But like, so first Danny Glover and Ken Lung, like they hide behind a a a, a sheet. And then he goes and like is fucking with traps and stuff, and then they come out and they're like, "Well, you put him down." And he turns on the trap, like, "Oh no!" And so they gotta try to undo the trap. And then Danny Glover is standing behind him. He gets Jigsaw on his knees and he's standing behind him way too close. And then Jigsaw has a blade pop out of his arm and he spins and cuts Danny Glover's throat. He doesn't die though. No, but he slits his throat and then he runs away. And then Ken Long runs and then. I love too the simplicity of this trap. While everything else is all fancy, this one he uh, steps on a string and it, <laughs> it makes like Triggers five some shotguns, shotguns yeah. go off and blows his head off. Uh, but that one, I'm just like, no. If they would have actually done any any percentage of good police work there, yeah, just uh, they would have caught the jigsaw killer by the book. Like maybe just let once someone the, know where you're going. Or the second the guy walked through, they should have popped out and said, "Police." On the ground now, hands behind your head. Right. Lay on the and floor, face down. One cuff him, the other one pointing the gun at him. Don't let him go to the victim you found and then recover it up, you horrible people. Because now that guy gets to give his statement and be like, yeah, they found me and then they covered me back up. Makes sense why Danny probably got fired after this. Yeah, yeah. But then, yeah, and then after that, he's he's uh, he's a crazed rogue detective and he's certain it's Dr. Gordon. Um, yeah, so he rents a gross apartment. He's a slob. Which is a which is across the street from Carrie Elwes's immaculate apartment. Right. So I'm like, what is this neighborhood? What weird warehouse <laughs> di- right. district is this? Where one block is like, you know, deluxe condos, and then the across the street a is crack, crack dens. Yep. <laughs> like that is that's a I don't know. That's interesting. Um. And he's just in there going crazy and being like, oh, I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him, Chen. Or what's the, I can't remember. That. I think that's, is that his partner's uh, did, name? I can't did remember. Did he say he's, Riggs? Was he Riggs? I'm going to get him, Riggs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get him, Riggs. <laughs> and then Joe Pesci's there. And he's like, they fuck you with the cell phones. <laughs> um, oh. Then Michael Emerson, another person from Lost, um, who you saw earlier, he's set up as the red herring of like Saw. You think the jigsaw killer is, and he's got he's got Carrie Elwes's family held hostage, which and he's also got ins- Zep just makes no fucking sense. No, because we we do find out at the end that he's he's uh well he's got poison in his system, much like we do, and um yeah he jigsaw likes that poison that slow acting poison because they all have it. But the thing that's weird about Zep is he seems to really be enjoying his time torturing this family. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, he does. He really takes on the role of being a villain and is very gleeful about it. And I'm like, I feel like Jigsaw could have just, I don't know, hired this guy. Yes. He could have just been like, will you help me? And he would have been like, yeah. absolutely. Don't poison me. I'm in. But he's got Gordon's family hostage. And then, if, oh, it's because it's if, if, if they don't, if, if Gordon and Adam don't solve their puzzle like by six o'clock, um, Zepp kills his family. Yes. But then Danny Glover shows up at the house and prevents him from killing his family, which is like I guess like good thing Danny Glover was so certain it was. Yeah, because <laughs> like it was. Well, Gordon. he hears gunshots in the apartment. Oh, that's right. Yeah, um, so he just sprints over. Carrie's wife kind of fights back. Yeah. Don't forget that uh, Dina Myers in this, who was in a, yes. our own podcast, Starship Troopers. Yes. So this is her second Starship appearance Troopers, on the podcast. Uh, her third appearance, my friend, because she was also in Bats. Fuck, I, I remember that, and then I forgot. Yeah. Somehow, yeah. Yeah. So now she's actually jumping up to the you know the rest of the elites yep. who've been <laughs> on our show several this, times. This esteemed group of people. It's her and Lorraine Gary, and I can't remember <laughs> from from Jaws. Um, uh, I can't remember who else. The other lady from Jaws. I, the, I one thing I really do enjoy about Saw is how iconic this movie's become. Yeah. You know, like the little little dudes been in how many comedies where they'll spoof him. Uh, oh, the little puppet! Little puppet, uh, that main trap that um, Linda from Becker is. I can't remember. Her oh name. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Shawnee Smith. There you go, Shawnee Becker. Smith. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I guess we we've already explained the plot enough. I'd say probably right. I yeah. think we. I know we've kind of bits and pieces and convoluted, but we we covered it. Um, uh, the one thing we left out is then uh, Lawrence Gordon snaps and he saws his own fucking foot off, and that was like the big hell like of the movie. And it's so quaint too because you don't see it; it's yeah. just sound and oh, cuts away. And when away. you do see a foot, it's clearly just a bloody cloth draped over his actual foot. Yeah, over they, his they don't foot hide it very he, well. Yeah, as he crawls. No, it's that, and this thing that's what led to this kind of like cute, like oh, you made a little movie, didn't you? Um, but yeah, so now I do want to talk about the other traps. That's a good point. But he, so he saws his foot, crawls away, and then Jigsaw gets up. Um, Adam beats Zep to death with a, a toilet lid. It's it's a, it's a whole thing. Um, which I think that whole ending is just kind of fun. Like, it's just kind of chaotic it, and messy. It, it is. It's a good way to wrap it up. Um, but let's, yeah, let's talk about, they, they flash back to these three other traps. And um, one is cool, and it's the 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 Becker one. Um, one is, I think, unbeatable. And then one is incredibly beatable. So I'm guessing the unbeatable one is with the... Um combination because that's ridiculous yeah the common so that one is he's got another it's a slow acting poison in your veins and then there's a safe in the middle of the room that has the antidote in it and you have to find the combination to the safe which is on the wall and you and all four walls are just covered, covered in, numbers. in numbers so you just had to guess a bunch of times there's unless there's like a specific little clue also the guy's barefoot and the ground is covered in glass and then also, he can only use a candle to look around, and his body is covered in a flammable cream, like a flammable gel. Oh, no, yeah. This guy, so, he definitely stepped on Jigsaw's toe. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm like, that's, <laughs> he, he messed up his white shoes yeah. is what he did. Yeah. I ordered no tomato. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And I'm like, that one, I'm like, this one's, and, he, and it's like, he's got like an hour. I'm like, I I would just sit there and be like, cool. Looks like I'm gonna die of poison then, because I'd rather do that than burn, burn to death. death. Yeah, rolling around on glass. I guess I'll take that way out. I don't know. 
So that one is like unbeatable. The other one, which is the guy's got, I th- he's got an hour, I think, and he's just in this little pen, and it's all full of razor wire, and he's got to just sneak his way through to get to the doorway. Otherwise, the door closes forever. And he, like, immediately freaks the fuck out and, and just, just rolls into in all yeah. the razor wire. Because <laughs> when they find his body layer, then Dina Meyer, she's just like, she's like, it cut him so deep they found some of his stomach acid on the floor. And I'm like, I feel like I could get out of that in an hour. Yeah. That one seems... That seems plausible. Yeah. Like, I might cut myself. I might slice myself a little bit. But, like, it's also, like, yeah, even sharp razor wire, like, you can you can move it out of the way. You can put your hand on, the like, the flat side and, you know, shimmy it. I'm thinking, so that guy, Jigsaw nodded to him. He didn't nod back. So he's like, well, I'm not super mad about that, but it is kind of rude. Even worse, he says what his reasoning is. He just says, he's like... You you decided to cut yourself. Was it so you could you was it a cry for help or because you wanted to live? Well, now you'll have to cut yourself to live. I'm like, well, I'm like, why would you do this? Poor yeah, he wasn't a bad guy. He was just yeah, really sad. He's really sad and he's done some self harm and you know obviously that's not you know good for him, but doesn't make him a bad person. The fuck jigsaw. Yeah. Why would you do that? Well, and then so hello, little hello, little Tommy. You're a four year old yeah. with leukemia. <laughs> do you appreciate life? Like, what the fuck, Jigsaw? Why would you do that? Well, and then with um, Linda from Becker, she has to cut a key out of a man's stomach, and he's yeah, not she's dead. Got... So what the fuck did that guy do? Who had a yeah. key in his stomach? <laughs> yeah, what's that guy's deal? What was what did he fuck up that he doesn't even get to do the trap? He just gets to be a victim. Yeah, and that that trap too. Her trap is like the I think the iconic one, and I think is what a big one that made this movie famous. Absolutely, um, it's you see it everywhere. It's uh, featured in a video game that we both enjoy, uh, Dead game? by Daylight. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. Um, oh yeah, because can't you play as like the pig version yep. of Jigsaw in that one? Yeah, yep. where it's like that's the thing too. This one side side note. Uh, like this one is iconic, but also it can't decide what it wants to be iconic about Jigsaw, because it's like there's the puppet, then there's the voice, and also he's in like the the robe, and then there's like the pig mask version of him, and it's like I th- it was very clearly just like we just want to make every scene a new thing, right? Right. That right. we want people to notice, you know? Yeah. But yeah, that one she's got on her head. It's it, the best, way, and they describe it in the movie as a reverse bear trap. It's like in her jaws. Yeah, they show it, she like, They show a video that she watched, and they show how it snaps open and just yeah. rips that it little doll head apart. It would rip her like head open, basically. Yeah. Hello, Amanda. I want to play a game. The device you're wearing is hooked into your upper and lower jaws. When the timer in the back goes off, your mouth will be permanently ripped open. Think of it like a reverse bear trap. There is only one key to open the device. It's in the stomach of your dead soulmate. Live or die. Make your choice. I got a little, you can't see it, but I got um, the cinnamon sticks I had were too short to like poke out. Yeah. So I, I poked him through the lemon round. Nice. And so it's, I it's can like a, see it. Like I can little, see it. It's like, a, yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, it's like a little buoy. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. All right. We were talking about the Shawnee Smith trap. Uh, You know, if there's a weird edit in there, just, you know what? I'll just leave this in just in case. Just know that uh, we got sidetracked and then made another drink. Yeah. So there we go. <laughs> but yeah, no, because her trap, though, that's that one's like at least interesting but also her thing, too, it's like, oh, I'm putting you in this trap because you're a drug addict. And it's like, well, don't. What's wrong with you? 
yeah, his reasoning is not good for almost yeah, then, all well, of then, them. Yeah, and then even the the way when Danny they question her because they have her give her statement to like I guess guilt Gordon into confessing even though they already yeah, which is also by. like never gonna like these are the worst police on the planet. Well, they're terrible because you are they're not awful. ever going to just have a random dude uh, listening to an ongoing investigation. You know, yeah, they're like, we're just going to bring her back in and give her a statement again just to make you feel bad. Yeah. For something we don't know that you did. We just think maybe yeah. you did it. No. And in fact, we've actually already checked your alibi and we can no longer really follow you as a lead. <laughs> yeah. We have no grounds to hold you here, but because it checked out and you gave your alibi, you know, willingly and right away. And it was that he was. Is that he was seeing someone, but he's actually not even having an affair? No, because he goes there, and then he's, he can't do it. So it's also kind of weird. Yeah. So he's being punished for not fucking around on his wife? Yeah, is Jigsaw upset? Did he find that woman attractive? And <laughs> I would like you for you to cheat on your wife. <laughs> Gordon, I see you didn't hit it. And that is why you are here. <laughs> you have to hit it, then quit it. You can't quit it first. <laughs> I'm just looking at my notes. There's anything else they have. Um, well, and then the big thing too, another iconic thing from it is that not only do, there's always all these movies and in one big twist where it's like, here's how everything was part of the game. Yeah, I kind of wish they wouldn't have done that because the it the twist just got dumber and dumber as the series yeah, went like on. It, it it worked in this one, but then the next ones, and you're kind of like, oh, oh, okay. I you know I didn't hate the one in the second. No, one. No, I didn't either. With uh, fucking Donnie Wahlberg? Come on, no. Donnie Wahlberg. Fucking Donnie. Fucking Donnie. Try and find my son. Fucking Jigsaw's got him. <laughs> um, <laughs> he doesn't sound anything like that. No. But <laughs> uh, no, but that one like has the big reveal of like everything that... Because they were watching and like, his son was in a big Jigsaw trap. And then the reveal is like, oh, that actually had already happened, and they were watching a recording of it. Yeah, no, that one was and that one was genuinely clever. It was that, that one, one kind of like that, like that one. Yeah. How how many of the saws have you seen? I've only seen the first three. I think I've seen them all. I just don't really remember them all that really? well. Really? Yeah, you've seen them all. I think so. Because part of me wants to watch all of them, just because in reading about the movie, I started reading like the Wikipedia of just the other plots, and I'm like, man, they get so convoluted and how they all tie well, to each they other they do and they don't have continuity either because in one of them they do show oh, they show the room and they show a dead uh dr lawrence but then giant spoiler so turn it off if you don't want to hear this but he becomes one of the uh disciples no does he really yep. oh that's fucking dumb yeah it is dumb i didn't know that now I want to watch all these movies for a, for a, for a twist that dumb. Because yeah, well it's in the second one when Donnie Wahlberg is Donnie Donnie boy. He's uh, he's going down the hallway, which we find out leads to the third the, third movie, like right? The, the, the no, this is in the first one still. Oh yeah, yeah, it's the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he gets there, but he passes like a skeleton in the hallway, missing a foot. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, so they show the Lawrence like he's supposedly dead, and then. Like I said, he pops up. So then in the, which then in the movie world, if he ends up later being alive, that means they planted a, a body and just cut the foot off, missing a foot for us. 
that's the thing. That's the one thing with the, with these movies. Like, there's so much just like oh, movie logic in it, yeah. where it's like oh, this is just for an audience watching the movie. It's not. It doesn't make sense in world really. And I finished watching after after three because three wraps up and kind of makes it feel like a little trilogy. Because like spoiler in that one too, it's the one where like Jigsaw dies. And like where it all comes to head with like Shawnee Smith, because in the second one, turns out she's a disciple. Does the and third one have a dude going through? Yeah, he's going okay. through. And then is it his wife that's like the doctor taking care of Jigsaw? Or yes. John Kramer, yeah, if you like, will? That's his name. John Kramer. We went to high school with a guy named John Yeah, we did actually. <laughs> well, I remember when the movie came out, they're like, John Kramer. I'm like, hey, we know a guy named John Kramer. Because <laughs> in, um, in the third one, there's that. And also, that's where Shawnee Smith from Becker, she is a full-blown disciple of Saw, and he's, like, then punishing her, too, because her traps are unbeatable. Yeah, because that's where uh, 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 Dina dies. Dina Myers does, yep. yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Why are we so deep into the Saw lore? <laughs> I just, like, I just realized. <laughs> I always have those moments where I'm like, we got too deep. There, we got too deep. <laughs> this is now relatable to no one. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I don't know. So that, I don't know. I guess anything else to say about the the plot of Saw? No, we we nailed it as far as it is the most convoluted, simplistic plot out there. Yeah, you know, and I think our telling of it, it demonstrates that too, because I think we both we summed it up uh, very ably and then and confused quickly. one another as well. And then, <laughs> and then we got with two twisted around and made it uh, just <laughs> made it utterly confusing. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's Saw. I think it was fun to revisit, actually. I really enjoyed going back to it and just kind of being like, oh, yeah. It is, because we knew what we were getting into. Oh, yeah. So it was fine. Like, I had no expectations. No, I knew it, it was, was going to suck to a point, but I still had fun, though. It, it was actually fun seeing the, you know, the roughness around the edges. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was kind of fun to be like, oh, yeah, okay. Now I can kind of see, like. Well, how this was it was it, you know kind of they were both like 24 when they made it you kind of you know, don't Lee you don't see movies like this anymore they either really suck or somebody gives them a budget you know what i mean yeah well in most indie movies you don't get really indie horror much anymore yeah horror horror especially is kind of just like you know if not a studio but like a, a you know a lower subsidiary of a studio being like i don't know, make us something make us the bye-bye man you know yeah make us it, uh, it is yeah because there's like they still get kind of a budget you don't see that yeah. like gritty indie horror movie anymore. No, it's either really no, it's bad, a... like it's been done with a home video or an iPhone, or right, you get yeah. that really middle of the road, bland ass, somewhat of a budget movie. Yeah, yeah. Or like now, you know, I, I don't know if they're quite indie anymore, but like you know, then you get like A twenty four movies, like Hereditary, like you know Ari Aster stuff, and like that uh, David Eggers who did like the 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 Witch and Lighthouse. I know those aren't necessarily independent, but they're not like studio movies. But like those now, it's like you, now it's like more of like these auteur horror movies yeah. made. When you used to have these kind of like, oh, I don't know, I got an idea for, I don't know, just a, a nasty little movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> here it is. Haven't had one of those in a while. I don't know. That'd be that would be great to see if someone brings. Yeah, that someone back. could pull I'm, that off. I'd be yeah. Let's put that out there. Let's let's bring back the little shitty horror indie movies. I like them. Let's bring those back. Well, all right. Uh, that's Saw. So stick around, and I guess we'll do we'll do some trivia. We'll do some film pub trivia. We should. Most people are so ungrateful to be alive, but not you. Not anymore. Ah! Ah! Game over.
Let's do a shot, man. Let's do a shot, man. We'll just define this for future episodes. Uh, when we do a shot, it doesn't necessarily mean we're always going to do like a shot of booze. It's just a quick little story or topic or something that's not really connected to the larger episode. No, we're just breaking it up. We're going to just throw in a little thing. This one is a little connected to this episode. Not specifically this movie, but it was an early movie we saw together. Because it was, uh, we went to Fantastic Four. We certainly did. <laughs> that banger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this was at Cinema West, so we are... We're still Cinema we're in the West. theater. We're in the big theater now. We're in the big well, leagues. And this was and this was important too because this was the auditorium seating because this is all about something we saw in yes, front of us. It's very rows. important to the story that this is auditorium seating. Auditorium seating because we looked. I don't know. We just both happened to look down the exact moment this happened, but we're sitting it, there. We're we're a few rows up, but we both just happened to look down at the very front. You know, of the the rows going up. There's like that front row in the aisle. You know, there. Um, in that row, there's this uh this large black woman. And and then her kids, and behind her is this. this I want to say the big, quintessential dad, because I think his socks yeah. were up to his knees. Absolutely, yeah. Kind of a bigger, older guy. I want to. I don't think he was wearing overalls, but I see him in overalls. Yeah, now, like now, the bib overalls. Yeah. I don't think he was wearing them, but I put him in them. But he's just like a big guy, a big balding guy, and he had his legs crossed. And this, this is this is still bonkers <laughs> to this day. I don't understand how your, it happened. But he uncrossed his leg with such gusto. <laughs> he just kicked the lady in the back of the head. <laughs> like, pretty hard, too. He released the crack and, and just... Yeah, because you could hear, like, the... Like, just <laughs> kicks her in the head. And I love her. This woman's my hero. Because her immediate reaction is just goes, Shit! <laughs> looks back at him and he couldn't have been more apologetic he leave where he's like oh my god i'm so sorry and she just stared him down a little bit there was no altercation beyond that and then she just slowly turned back, <laughs> to, the back to the movie <laughs> and we just looked at each other we're like that's just, what an amazing moment of humanity <laughs> shit <laughs> shit and he just he kicked her so hard <laughs> And they just, it was shit. I'm sorry. Okay. And then it was over. Back to Fantastic Four. Back to Fantastic Four. Oh, just, just what a great, what a great moment to witness in, in humanity. Listen, be- I best love Best part it. of Fantastic Four, hands down. Oh, absolutely. Oh, no. That was worth paying to go yeah, see Fantastic right. Four, was seeing that. Absolutely. It's time to end this. No, it's clobbering time. <laughs> All right, let's get into some film pub trivia. These are just kind of the, you know, the behind the scenes, and I don't know, just anything we found interesting that we we'll yeah tell stats, you about. numbers, or other other stuff we researched where we put that kind of nonsense. Um, so I guess first off, like we talked about James Wan and Lee Wannell or Wannell. I'm not quite sure how how his name let's is. Let's say Wannell. Pronounced. That's more fun. Wannell. Wannell. Lee Lee Wannell. Lee Wannell. Um, well, because they are Australian, I believe they're Australian films. Oh, students. they were like actually. So it is probably Wannell. Probably Wannell. Wannell. Hi, my name's Lee Wannell. Yep, Lee Wannell. I'm the I'm the writer and star of of the the Saw movies. This is James Wan. We come from Down Under, <laughs> and we wrote Kangaroos. I will say there. I watched a little bit of like I looked up some behind the scenes of them like talking about it in interviews, and they're like 25, 24 when they made this movie. 
Like they were they were kids. This is their like first thing. I think they both had maybe done. No, they had done some, nothing of note before this. Yeah, I think they had just done some like film school projects, and they got they just shopped around. They made they wrote the script, and then they made a short of it, which was basically was Lee Wannell, but they did the the reverse bear trap. Yeah, thing. that's like they already, which, they built that prop. That's a good thing to lead with, because yeah, and they just filmed that one, and then they, they literally just sent the script and a DVD out to places, and were just like, well, I don't know, you want to make this movie? I read that they were going to try to stay in Australia, but they got convinced to shop it around America, and that's and that's where they got uh, picked up by Twisted Pictures. Yep, um, and then Lion Gates picked it up from there to distribute. Right, right. Twisted Pictures. Uh, they, I don't know if they're. I think they only do the Saw movies now. Because when I looked at their like filmography, like it seems like they're only for producing that stuff. I don't know if that's James Wan's and, and Lee Wannell's production company. They I'm not may sure. have done some other movies. I know that definitely put them on the map, though. Well, I think they might have done the Insidious movies too. Maybe I think they're just like only in like James Wan's stuff. That could be. I. Um. But I just, I just there that opening logo of all the barbed wire going through Twisted Pictures and then tearing off, and I'm just like, oh, they were. Fine purveyors of some low budget schlock. Yes. You know? <laughs> no, but they were they were like kids when they made this movie and watching all of the behind the scenes, it was actually really charming. You can tell they're both just really excited anyone's interviewing them about anything. Oh, I can imagine. It's actually really cute, is the best way I can put it. I mean, it. seriously, you're twenty five years old and you've you've you made a hit that you didn't they think was this, gonna do anything. Yeah. And and now people are interviewing them and they're just like they're like yeah I don't know we just want to make this movie and like you know just like crazy idea and like so we shopped it around and like because like James was like do you want to write this and I'm like yeah right and he's like have you written it yet and I'm like oh, I haven't quite yet like that's how every <laughs> yeah. interview is and I'm like I'm like oh look at these little scamps look at them like I don't know it was just it's it's a weird thing to like but I was it was like kind of heartwarming I'm just like ah these kids had an idea and then someone gave them some money to make a movie look at them that's adorable. It's fun, no, and, then, and it's it's awesome yeah. that they, they they yeah they pulled it off. It's really fun. I I I'm always really a, I love people like that who just made a thing, and then just got to build a career out of it. Yeah. It's really fun. It's uh, well, you, those people are usually pretty grateful and like generally oh, yeah. good people. They, they recognize that like oh we kind of got lucky that someone just gave us money to make a thing, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Like, no, they, that's uh, the, it's lightning in a bottle. You know what I mean? You're not gonna. It's not going to happen ever again. Something like that situation. Like totally, totally different style and genre, but one of the things that comes to mind, maybe just because I've been listening to their podcast, but like it's always sunny in Philadelphia. I have also been listening to their podcast. It's great, right? It is. I really like it. It's been, it's been a really, because I like that it's like, they pretend like they're going to watch the episodes and talk about them, but they really don't. No, they just, they just go off on tangents. It, it kind of reminds I, me of us. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. But I've always loved, I've always loved their story. So they like, all of them were out of work and they're like, well, let's just make a thing that's funny to us. And then it got picked up by FX. Yeah, and they did because they're just like, because I remember Glenn Harton's just like, I wanted to make a thing like Charlie and his friend made because they just made yeah. funny things for themselves, literally for themselves. They're just making sketches. And this is all pre-YouTube and stuff. It's like, oh, they just made videos to show to people. And it's like, oh, that'd be fun to just do that too. Oh, shit, FX wants it? Weird. You know? Yeah. And it even even now, you know, they're entering their 15th season. They still kind of like, they're like, yeah, I don't, people, I, we don't know why people still watch yeah, the show, we don't get why it. they still let us make it. It's still really cool. We're really lucky that we still get to do this show. And I'm like, I just appreciate people like that. And like, th- that's why I mean, like, that kind of attitude is also what all the interviews I watched with like James Wan and Lee Wannell just are just kind of like, yeah, I don't know. It's neat. We got to <laughs> yeah, make a movie, this, huh? This is fucking crazy. <laughs> Danny Glover's in it. Yeah, right? <laughs> Weird. Robin Hood's in um, it. Yeah. Uh, Danny Glover, uh, they shot all of his scenes in two days. I had a feeling. 
<laughs> I know. <laughs> that does seem like they, he wasn't there for long. No. But yeah, literally everything well, he's they, in. They shot the whole movie in 18 days, if we're going to throw yeah, some really some quick trivia. production. 18 days, a budget of $1.2 million. Yep, $1.2. And it pulled in $103 million at the box office. $103 million. And then all of the films combined now have made over a billion dollars. Yeah. So it has been a lucrative franchise. And I, I don't think, I wonder what the budget, I'm going to check Saw 2 quick. I'm going to see what their budget's turned into. Yeah. So Saw 2 had a budget of $4 million. Wow, that's still not, even for the time, still that's not, not very big. Saw 3, $10 million. Still, these are really low budget. Like, you know, $10 million, you're getting close to like a mid-tier, but even by, because what's that, that's 2016. That's still not, no, for back then, that's not a lot at no, all. A, a mid-tier movie would be like $30 million. So th- still really, you know, Well, shit, what did, low. what did Jaws have? Didn't we figure out it was like $9 million also? Uh, yeah, Jaws had a budget of $9 million. Yeah. Which you know, that's today, in the 70s, so I mean, obviously that's In the 70s, more, yeah, so that, that's that's actually higher being in the 70s, that's but true. still, like, yeah. No, so these movies never had... Oh, I forgot about this. I forgot that. <laughs> that. Uh, uh, Donnie Wahlberg's character in the Saw movies is named Eric Matthews, you know, the brother from Boy Meets World. <laughs> <laughs> I do know. Uh, so this is fun. Juan didn't direct yep. the sequels, as we know, so when asked yep. about it, he says, well, I don't want to get pigeonholed as the Saw director. Wouldn't have had chances to branch out and create more franchises of horror movies. No, that's true. Because then he just did, he did two Insidious movies, and then he's done Malignant. He did, yeah. The only, what? so yeah, he did, his non-horror movies are Aquaman, and he did Fast and Furious 7? Oh, did he? Let me double check. Oh, he also did Death Sentence, that, um... That oh, Kevin with Bacon the... movie that's that's the that's, that's the one that's Kevin Bacon. He's like going on like a rampage, just kind of. Um, oh, what's the what? Why can't I think of the fucking movie? It's the it's the it's like the Charles Bronson movie, it, but isn't that um Bruce Willis? No, 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 no. That's the remake of the. Oh yeah, yeah, that's the remake. The Charles Bronson movie. Why can't I think of what that movie's fucking called? This is Logan in the future. The movie I was thinking of was Death Wish. Death Wish. Okay, back to the show. He did Furious 7, which is one of the best of the Fast and Furious movies. All right, well, there you go. Look at Juan's the real deal. Because that is the one that I believe that introduces Jason Statham to the franchise. All right, well, he is near and dear to our hearts, so. Because that movie starts with the, the intro shot of Jason Statham leaving leaving a hospital, he, like, says bye to his brother, who was the villain from the first movie. Yeah, and then it's just and a bunch of people, like, that he just fucked does this up. Tracking sh- this tracking shot of him walking through the hospital just destroyed, and, like, every- there's just cops laying everywhere, and then, like, ceiling panels are falling down, and it's like, what did he do? Oh, kicks. So many kicks. <laughs> of course. I only... I, I imagine he was only kicking. Yeah. I would never want... There's no guns. There's a, He just kicked this hospital apart. Well, and that's, a, I think, a challenge to himself. Absolutely. He's yeah. like, I'm not throwing yeah. hands this time. Yeah. I'm only I'm throwing gonna hands. My, I'm going to throw my hands behind my back and kick everyone to death. <laughs> Can we write a Statham movie, please? Absolutely. And we'll email him a lot. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, Wannell, Wannell, Wannell. Wannell. Wannell, Wannell. So he wrote. Uh, my, name's Le- my name's Lee Wannell. I'm the writer of Saw. <laughs> so he he wrote. Uh, Insidious Chapter Three and Upgrade. He wrote those and directed them. Yeah, he. I think he wrote the first Insidious movies too. He, um, he, he, him and Juan are like close collaborators. 
still to this day. So he he wrote a few of those movies for him. But yeah, they originally had uh, $30,000 for the movie, and they were just going to make it themselves. And then as they wrote it, it got a little bigger. <laughs> so that's when so that's when they produced the short and then was like, okay, we're going to need a little more money for this. And that's where they were able to get um, the million dollars. I, I think Carrie Elwes was also a part of getting it made because he saw the DVD of the short and was like, I want to do this. You know? That's hilarious. That was, that was that was my that was my flash Carrie was impression. That was good though. I liked it. I'd I'd like to be in this horror movie that you're making. <laughs> Max, Max, I'm the thing. Rar, rar. <laughs> you're scared of the claw. You're, you're scared, scared of the claw. Of the claw. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. You're scared of the claw. <laughs> I'm glad we went to liar liar. <laughs> yep. Well, first I was like, like the thing, and I'm like, I would I'd love to see Carrie Elwes as Ben Grimm. <laughs> I'm I'm made of rocks now. <laughs> it's 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 clobbering time. <laughs> I, I say, chaps, I think it's clobbering time. <laughs> it's great to be in the Fantastic Four. <laughs> Shit! What was that? You sir, you kick that woman right in the head. <laughs> Let's get him, boys. <laughs> What is wrong with us? I don't know. We're just having a good time. It is so much I do fun. love this has nothing to do with this movie. Carrie Elwes, I he's okay in this movie. Like the little Yeah, he goes a little over the top. Little scenery. I mean, obviously he has the great moment where he just goes, Fuck this shit! And it's great. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I forgot to mention that, even though it's written in very big wording on my, my notes. Um, but uh he he is Robin Hood Men in Tights, I I think that's he's so good in that movie. I think his performance as Robin Hood is so fucking funny in that movie. It's one of my favorite spoof movies. Oh, it's yeah. Hands it's, down. It's, it's one of those weird ones that like doesn't age well but has aged well. Where it's like it's almost like the fact that it's so nineties what makes it charming a little bit. Oh, absolutely. No, it's you super know, dated, bit? but it's the fact that we grew up in the nineties still makes yeah. it fun for us. Because it starts with like, you know, the Merry Men like doing the Robin Hood rap. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's so dumb now, but also the fact that's so dumb now is what makes me really love it. <laughs> okay, so this is so off topic, which makes sense for this fucking show. That's what we do here, Speaking man. Nineties raps. They yeah. are making and Will Smith is producing a serious drama of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Oh yeah, no, yeah, they, they made a. It was because some. Honestly, this is actually it actually ties in more to this than it should, because some guys just made a fan trailer for it. They made a, a an ad for a dramatic Fresh Prince and put it on YouTube, and Will Smith liked it so much. He paid for them. He bought it and like pitched it to then Peacock or, or Paramount Plus or whatever the fuck they're doing it. That so is it was kind of kind of like the way kind of the way Saw got made. No, literally these guys just made this dramatic Fresh Prince trailer, and then he's like, "Yeah, let's do that." Actually, so this ties in way more than I thought. No, absolutely. You actually Perfect. weirdly tied into like a, 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 a I guess a, at least a thematic thing. I don't know if there's much else. Just I think we covered the the research that was that was worth covering. Yeah, no, Don't we nailed think? that part. I think. Yeah, yeah, the f- we got we got yeah. the fun stuff out of the way. Yeah, the only other thing that I decided to look up was uh, the board game Mousetrap. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was I first do published. remember. I remember that game. I actually really it was enjoyed a fun it. Game. Here's the thing. I I don't know if I ever actually played the game. We would always try to set up the trap, but we <laughs> never. Just, I don't didn't get past that, huh? We would just try building it, and it always fall apart. We just wanted to do the Rube Goldberg machine. 
I don't think we. I don't think I've ever actually played the game, so I almost want to buy it just to like. You know, I want to play it to actually play it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, but it was first uh, uh, published in 1963. Wow, that's a lot older than I would have thought. By by Ideal, so I learned something like kind of in this too. I, I like there's game developers, so like so like Hasbro and Parker Brothers and stuff like that. They don't make the games. There's other little companies that come up with games, and then those companies distribute them. So that was something I actually learned, because there I didn't have much else from this aside from the joke <laughs> other of than like, that. hey, saw and mousetrap, am I right? But then I was like, oh, so that's how like those companies work. It's like there are, Parker Brothers aren't two guys being like, what else can we do? They just they buy games and just publish them. Well, I know with Monopoly that was the the case. Because some other woman created it many, many, many years ago before copyright law and all that, and they basically stole mm. the game from her. Are you, are you saying back in the day someone stole an idea from a woman? Um, <laughs> you didn't know, allow her to have the glory of her invention. Hmm. Listen, I don't want to say that, but I'm saying it. But but it's what history is made up of. Yeah, is <laughs> <laughs> white guys going? That's mine now. Yeah, no, no, that's a thing. That's a thing, actually. I don't know if you knew that. I'm just weird, you know, hmm. weird, weird fact hmm. here. But hmm. it happens more than know. you might think. I'll have to read more about this history you speak of. Well, don't to dig, learn a little more. Don't you dig too deep, okay? <laughs> it gets, Never. It gets real sad and dark. <laughs> Oh, you don't got to get dig deep for it to get sad. No, you really don't. That's day one. It's a, it's a shallow grave. <laughs> oh, history is a shallow grave. I like that. Ooh, That's something. That Ooh, is I something. like that. Yeah. I don't know if it makes total sense, but I like it. History it, is a shallow grave. But it does, though. But it kind of does, though, too. Yeah. Okay. All right. We found that. That's trademark. That's film pub trademark. Yeah. Don't you steal that, white man. What a what a terrible first shirt we're gonna make. History is a shallow grave. History is a shallow grave. Film pub and it's our pictures underneath. Yeah. The, uh, history is a shallow grave. Drink up. <laughs> Two white guys oh. on the shirt. Oh yeah. no. <laughs> oh, that's really good. Well, yeah. I guess I don't. I think that's going to do it for pub trivia. I don't know if we did a lot of trivia necessarily. But we had a lot of fun. I would like to start a podcast. Oh, got this guy again with that. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, we know, we know, we know. Have you had plenty of time to dwell and come up with a podcast for me? Well, we kind of spent most of it talking about the movie Saw, but... Um, yeah, we kind of just caught up and made a drink. Thanks for leaving the supplies in here, too. That was a weird part of your game. I don't know how you kept the water so hot in these rooms, but... Kudos yeah. to you, my friend. Yeah. Because that was just what I needed for this cold that I'm, well, <laughs> this COVID I'm dealing with. But Listen, I'm a murderer, but I'm not a monster. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Every, everyone deserves a nice hot drink before they die. Now tell me, what podcast have you come up with for me? I think you need to do a podcast on the cute little dioramas you built designing your traps, sir. Your art is wonderful. Well, thanks. I mean... Is that a little too visual, though, for a podcast? Well, maybe it's not a podcast. Maybe it's a YouTube channel. Ooh, I think you've cracked it, my friend. You know, maybe it's like it's like you do, you can do like kind of just top-down video, and you can show them. You don't even have to be on if you want. Just do voiceover. You have a great voice. You have a, gr- you have a great you, voice. Listen, voice. sir, your voice is. Ooh. Oh, thanks, guys. 
you know what? I, I do. I think you're right. Podcasting has become pretty oversaturated. Yeah, you're telling me, man. You're telling me. I, this is, we are we are we are dropping a bucket of movie podcasts. So uh, you are you are preaching to the choir right here. All right. I think I'm going to become an influencer, and I will influence those to live their best life and appreciate what they have. Okay, calm down. Like calm down. Whoa, 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 Don't Gwyneth. Don't be too weird about it. Whoa, Gwyneth. Anyway, Take it easy. I'm going to leave you now in these rooms forever. Hey, no, rude. There was you. There was a deal we had. You said you'd let us go. It sounds like you got played. You son of a bitch! I swear to God, I'm gonna. Oh, oh, Dustin, my chain just slid right off. All right, hold on. Let me. Let me. You should check. Mine just. Mine just. Oh, literally oh yeah. Nope. That's that wasn't tight at all. I don't. I don't, I don't know, know why, why I didn't, didn't try that earlier. That just slid straight off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, still, you have the slow-acting poison in your veins from this bottle right here that I forgot to break the seal on. Oh no. Sounds like sounds like we're okay, Logan. I'm gonna sounds, my door's open. Yeah. I'm gonna. Oh, I'll your just, door's open. I'll meet you at the film pub. You want to? Oh, meet at the film pub. Yeah, let's go to the film pub and uh, I don't know, talk more about movies, have a drink. All right, I'll see you in a bit. I'll get you, gadget. <laughs> What's well, gonna do it for the first episode of the film pub? Uh, you know, we we survived a, a horrible kidnapping, but you know, we're still in high spirits. Listen, that was a pretty easy kidnapping. I've been through a lot worse kidnappings. That I we've actually been through worse on the shows. We've yeah, been through we've, way we've worse. Had, on the we've shows. been through more more stuff. But well, that's going to do it for this first episode. Thanks for joining us for the new show, which is basically the old show. Uh, we are going to start doing this show. I think we're going to be on an every other week basis. Is how we're going to do it. That's kind the plan moving other... forward. We'll yeah, kind of dictate. If we get some strong numbers, we might go weekly. Maybe we'll do more, but yeah, we'll do less of the sporadic of like, here's a month here, and now we're gone for a while. <laughs> yeah, like, we're, we're gonna at least try to be consistent in that. Yeah, be a little more consistent way. every other week. Um, we also we have an Instagram page at uh, Film Pub Pod because Film Pub was just taken, and I don't think they've posted in like three years. But <laughs> but Film Pub Pod, you can find us there. We'll post about episodes and just movie stuff, and you can contact us there about stuff. And I don't know, subscribe wherever you listen. I guess. Yes, please Re- hit the hit the like. Give us a little shout out give, if you if you give, got time. Give us a review. Tell your friends. Force someone hold their head and make them listen to a whole episode. Yeah, like we described um, earlier. When you're in an elevator, tell people about it. That's that's what we were talking yeah. about, right? Hit that fire alarm and then pl- yeah, play a whole. That's what I mean by an elevator pitch. Is then where you play an entire podcast yeah, for right. somebody or in an elevator. You don't let them out till they subscribe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah, that's the way to do it. I think that's that'd okay. be the better way to do it. Yeah. They don't have to listen. Just we just want their subscribe. Yeah, that's honestly, fine. if you want to steal your friend's phone, subscribe for them. Oh, Give you steal your friend's them. phones and just subscribe. Perfect. Perfect. I think this is the plan. This is the plan right here. Okay. So uh yeah, you can do that there. Well, all right. I think that's uh that's gonna do it for this first one then. Uh join us in a couple weeks when we do something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll uh, <laughs> we'll be back. Oh, we'll be back. Uh for Dustin Pixley. I'm Logan Nielsen. Thank you so much for listening to the first film pub, and we don't have a sign-off for this one yet, so bye! Bye!